Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone. This is Al Manorino, senior producer of the Adweek Podcast Network here with a bonus episode of The Business of Marketing to keep our listeners engaged and informed about the latest trends, information, and insights in marketing while we are between seasons. In this bonus episode, I sat down with Matt Zucker and David Novak, senior partners and co-leads of Profit's Marketing and Sales Practice at Profit, to discuss the tension between brand and demand marketing, how leading organizations are integrating the two, and what happens next. Keep listening to hear their insights and read their latest research on the topic, and head to profit.com slash research. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T dot com slash research. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Business of Marketing. My name is Al Manorino. I am the senior producer of the Adweek Podcast Network, and I'm so happy to be joined by both Matt Zucker and David Novak, senior partners and co-lead of Profit's marketing and sales practice from Profit. Uh, Guys, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Now, before we dive into the questions, can you tell our audience a little bit about Profit and the work that you guys are doing there. So Profit's a global management consultancy. And what we try to do is really tackle really tough problems that help clients unlock uncommon growth. And we're not talking about just like incremental growth or optimized growth, but really changing your business and really building new businesses in this new modern world. So thank you, first off, Matt. Um, so, So what is driving, like right now, what is driving the tension between brand and demand marketing right now? I think brand and demand have always been kind of rivals in the past. I mean, I grew up on both sides of the house doing brand advertising and then doing direct marketing. And they were always rivals for budgets. They were always rivals for um, priorities. They were different skills, different things at, at play, different contributions to marketing. But the trick is, is that there's this increased role of marketing and marketing's increasingly become more of a growth driver for the business. So there's a much more of a spotlight on what marketing could be doing and what marketing should be doing. So they need to work more as friends. Absolutely. Now, and, and you guys have a, a new white paper research coming out. Can you guys talk a little bit about that because we're going to be making it available for everyone who is listening here and then throughout the entire Adweek podcast network. Yeah, this is this is a super exciting uh, piece of work that we kicked off over a year ago. You know, uh, Matt, I, and the team, we started looking at some recent announcements from companies like Airbnb, where they were talking about cutting off their demand spend, right, and moving all to brand marketing. So so a major shift and a, a play in the marketplace that said, we understand that there's correlation between these two things, but at any moment, we may decide to shift one way or the other. And the team really wanted to dig into that topic and say, could we ask leading marketers what some of the tension is between brand and demand? How are they making the decision on balances? What are some of the key factors? How do they organize their teams? How do they make investment decisions? Uh, really wanted to get under the hood. So, so what we decided to do is, is do two phases of research. One, we did a, a qualitative uh, set of interviews with some leading CMOs across a number of different industries and, and asked them about the topic. And then we 
went off and uh, you know, did a, an analysis of over 500 uh, global marketing um, leaders who, who are responsible for major budgets in terms of ad spend and are started asking them some of the detailed questions that, that uncovered what we saw in, in the research. So we really wanted to take the time and, and do some math and say, could we start to quantify some of the correlation between these two really important areas and some of the tensions at play? And why does this matter? Like, what is the value that you're giving to people who are checking out this research or for, for brands that are interested in potentially doing the same thing as Airbnb or, or the complete opposite? So brand and demand marketing are really storied rivals. But what we have found is when they work together, especially now, the outcomes are much better and there's no better time for them to be working. And I think that's why we got so much interest and it's such a hot topic. I mean, we had visceral responses from the interviews. People were not wanting to stop talking about it. They were really happy somebody has taken it on because a lot of folks have not. And what we've seen is, you know, demand is much more efficient when there's brand marketing. When you're more agile, you can shift during market conditions. You can be more fluid. You can look at your channels in a different way. You get more consistency for the brand when they're working together. And demand marketing can work a lot better when brand marketing is helping that out, which I think we all intuitively know, but what I think we've started to quantitatively prove. I, I think I'll just add one point to that. One, one is, especially now in the market, as volatile as it is, and, and pressure on marketing budgets and, and increased pressure to measure results has put you know, demand at the forefront because it's very easily tracked. You know, a lot more digital channel activation for the demand product and, and, and brand marketers always struggle to really prove you know, an empirical ROI. And, and that throws things out of balance. You, know, you have CFOs at organizations saying, with all this pressure, we, we want to do more of the things that we know convert, uh, you know, that, that the attribution is proven. And marketers are saying, but that's not how this works. There's direct linkages between these things, and we need to be more thoughtful in terms of how we drive performance. Outside of the general excitement that you got when you started the research, what else surprised you about it? And why do you think it hit a nerve with the topic? Yeah, it was really interesting. There were a lot of really interesting findings. Um, you know, we spoke to a, a few you know, in terms of the linkages and the importance of, of business outcomes as part of this approach. But one of the ones under the you know, details that caught my eye was the broad spend across channels for both brand and demand-related activities. So marketers came back to us and said, when we asked, how are you spending across uh, the different channels for activation um, as it relates to demand-related topics or brand-related topics or tactics? And it was pretty equal across all channels for, for both brand and demand-related activity. And what's interesting is you think of that in the context of the clients that we work with, their organizations tend to silo the channels. So, so someone will be responsible for outbound email and may not be thinking of both brand and demand-related activities. They tend to lean one way or the other in terms of outcome. So it's this juxtaposition that's really interesting to start to rethink, well, how do you start to grow alignment across brand teams and demand-oriented teams that are converging at different channels and thinking holistically across these channels? to try to reach different customer uh, segments. And, and that's really the trend that we're seeing in the marketplace is that top performers are starting to talk across the brand-related outcomes, marketing-related outcomes, in terms of common business objectives, which is really an exciting shift. One thing that surprised me was that more successful businesses tend to experiment and integrate testing into their planning process. This is the first time I've ever seen that, actually. I've always, we all know intuitively we should build in test and learn into our marketing plans and into our activities. But we saw successful marketers declare that experimentation is a key 
to success, and that will show up in our recommendations. Well, staying on the topic of successful brands, organizations, what are they doing? Like, what are give maybe give some examples of like ones that you think are doing it well that are integrating brand and demand marketing. Well, they, they told us, you know, it's you know, one of the questions we we tried to dig into is what what are you doing? If you're successful, what are you doing? And and if you're not successful, what are the things that you tend to focus on? So maybe we can get some insight. And and the research came back pretty empirical that the folks that were focused on their org and capabilities, organizational design, how do we work together as teams and functions across these different objectives, um, with a singular mind of performance outperform or are higher performers than those that are focused on just marketing strategy or, or trying to think through the strategy alone. And so the focus on the way the teams work seems to be a major unlock in terms of linking brand and demand in terms of driving business performance. And, and what should modern marketing organizations be doing to align their brand and marketing functions? So far, we're making four recommendations, and there might be others in, in the future, but right now, what we're recommending is, one is how you plan. So we're suggesting that move from fragmented planning to more integrated planning. And what that looks like is corporate marketing and commercial marketing, or brand and demand, working more closely together as they do their marketing planning. That way you get the impact of both. Also, using the customer journey versus just the conventional funnel as a backdrop because we think you'll be more consistent to the customer and it'll force a lot more collaboration throughout every kind of point in the customer's journey. The second thing is experiment. So we're declaring that we all need to experiment and you need to build agile experimentation into your planning cycle. It's not a nice to have, it's a key ingredient to being more successful. The third is on the measurement side, how you track. What we need to do is be able to report back cohesively, which is tricky, right? Because there's leading and lagging indicators, everything that's not speaking the same language, even timing, you know, short-term demand versus long-term brand things. But if we start to map them all to business outcomes, we can start speaking the same language. So we're looking for people to report back in a more integrated in in a more integrated fashion. And the fourth, and probably the most important and the most enduring, is to start to design the way your teams work. So you need to build a modern marketing organization that bridges brand and demand silos. It doesn't mean everybody has to have one job, but you need to start to build in a marketing department and a marketing organization that understands these connections and builds workflows and teaming structures that lets people kind of, as one marketer said in our research, go from silos to being getting all the right brains in the room. So we're talking on the business of marketing, and I think this is a great fit for uh, for the podcast in general. But we also have a podcast called CMO Moves, where we're talking to some of the world's leading chief marketing officers of, across all organizations everywhere. So, you know, when it comes to brand and demand marketing, what are what are CMOs wrestling with the most right now? I, I think there's probably two major things. One is their their function is changing, and and that's been happening for the last um, you know several years. Where there's more revenue obligation, as Matt said earlier, right? In terms of you know dynamic performance, you know delivering and being responsible for business performance uh, goals and objectives, and that, I think that's having two you know really major uh, points of impact. One is this kind of topic where they have to become much more integrated and are taking on responsibility for the culture and organizations that bring processes together that allow them to prove out that that return 
return on investment across the organization. And I think the other is that they're more integrated to the other business functions, sales, service, even supply chain and back office functions more than ever before from a marketing perspective. And that's because they're relying on enterprise systems to give them insight into business outcomes that they're they're trying to link their objectives to. And they need to be better connected to those functions in order to deliver the business objectives of the organization. So the CMO of today is now not just taking on more responsibility, doing more with less um, funding oftentimes and, and having a lot more responsibilities than ever before, but are playing bigger roles inside of their own organizations. And, and are there any differences by industry? So one of the things that we found in the research, um, we, we expected there to be um, a lot of balance uh, with, with the marketing in terms of you know, demand-led uh, tactics versus demand-led tactics, or you think of them as budget or resource or allocations. And what we found was there wasn't. There was a very, very much a lot of balance across these uh, you know, marketers, but that there were some industry-level differences where travel and leisure tend to spend much more or focus much more on demand-led outcomes. Than, than there are other counterparts. And, and the reverse in terms of retailers focusing much more on brand-led uh, activities, sales and marketing tactics, as opposed to their peers. So there, there are industry differences in terms of brand and demand allocations and focus, but for the most part, leading marketers are finding this balance across where they are in their life cycle and competitive position and, and the right mix that works for them. Excellent, and before we get into wrap up. I, I'd love to know. So people can, um, they can check out the research by visiting profit.com slash research. What is one thing that you want people to take away from that research? If it's just one thing, what do you want them to take away from it? Well, I'd love them to, I mean, we're calling it a love story because we think that's what it should be. And it probably is the most attention grabbing way we can declare that a lot of benefit can come from the two working more as collaborators um, rather than as competing fiefdoms. Yeah, and I think I think it's take a breath, understand what is my business, what is the overall enterprise trying to achieve in terms of business outcome, and how do I make marketing the engine that delivers it? And if you, you start to think through that across all the different ways, both from a brand perspective and demand perspective, you can drive more customer acquisition and start to think holistically across those customer journeys and have the teams work together to the same outcome, that's the unlock to success. So if, if you can sort of dig into the understanding that, that the report shows, I think that's what's clearly going to jump to the top. And final question for you guys, what happens next? A couple things. I mean, this is probably the beginning of a conversation about what modern brand and demand marketing looks like. We have a very strong suspicion that these are not going to be two competing ideas, but more, more of a blended idea that might be called performance branding. So, you know, what is the future state of brand and demand? How does the spend allocation work? What about the authority about how spends it? If you start thinking about them together, then what are the implications of who owns it and who's accountable? The second is around talent. I think what we saw a couple years ago would be a lot of us would come from one background or the other, more from the sales side and commercial side and maybe we're direct marketing bent and maybe more from the brand side or an advertising side with more of a brand marketing thing. But that's not necessarily true anymore. People are coming in with more hybrid backgrounds. So what does the talent look like in the organization? What kind of skills do we all need to have to be able to have both conversations at the same time? This is going to impact how you're going to design an, an how you're going to design and manage a marketing organization. Excellent. Well, um, 
as we're wrapping up, Matt, David, um, where can people find you if they want to ask you more questions? Can they reach out to you on like LinkedIn or Twitter or anything? Do you, do you have any uh, social you can plug or email? Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, first of all, you can find uh, the research and more about the topic that we've been covering, as well as a, a number of different blog uh, posts on the to- on the topic that Matt and the team and I have published uh, at profit.com. You can also reach us both individually. I'm sure you know Matt and I are both um, happy to respond back to anyone through LinkedIn, and it, we should be pretty easy to find if you put our names in with Profit. You'll you'll be able to find us pretty readily. Yep, and we're on Twitter too. We'd love to hear from people what they think and what stuck out at them. We think this is a topic which is hot, and we're really interested in continuing the conversation. So we'd love to know what interests people. Absolutely. Well, one more reminder: it is profit.com/slash/research. So you can download the white paper right now. Matt, David, thank you so much for joining us on the Business of Marketing. And I hope to have you back on very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business of Marketing, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcast. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. <laughs>